Hello. Hello. Hello there. Hello, hello. Hola. No habla. I'm in a place called Vertigo. I like that song. Yeah, it's decent. So, it's Halloween in a couple days. What are you dressed as for this episode? It's Halloween tomorrow. (laughs) Oh, it's Halloween tomorrow. What are you dressed as for this Halloween podcast biz? For this podcast? Yeah. Uh, A woman without makeup? Wow. What a costume. (laughs) <laughs> I wear it every day. Wow. Uh, no, I'm not. I'm not dressed up as anything. I'm, I, I'm dressed as a middle-aged aged man in sweatpants. Oh, that's a good one, man. Yeah. Spooky. <laughs> I'm wearing Harry Potter boxers as shorts. Man, I didn't ask you all that. Just yeah. <laughs> well, you're saying you're wearing sweatpants. Too I'm far, wearing like regular. You know how like guys have like the fancy boxer shorts things mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that are like. High class. I will end up buying those yeah. because they're just like super comfy pants to wear to bed. They are. For they women. are indeed. Um, your 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 stands are going crazy right now. So <laughs> you're welcome. You're welcome, Lex stands. No, it's not. It's not like that. It's not unusual. To oh be my god. I'm not offended by the use of the song. I'm offended by how you sang it, which is usually the opposite. <laughs> How things go. <laughs> I was um, <laughs> I was I was talking to D about the whole like uh, John Mulaney bit with the mm-hmm. uh, Salt and Pepper Diner, so I was oh, actually my... imitating him imitating Tom Jones. Do you, do you say after he talks about salt and pepper, like do you say pepper now? Because <laughs> I do all the time, ladies I and gentlemen. Pepper. Salt and pepper. And- and I, I yell Peppa now instead of saying Pepper like an obnoxious asshole. I'll, I'll do you one better. Sometimes at work, I'll just say, ladies and gentlemen, salt and pepper. <laughs> and it's not in context. It's just because I remember oh, the bit. I need to rewatch that special because it's just <laughs> solid. Somebody, so good. Somebody took some of his bits and um, did animatics with the Steven Universe characters. Mm-hmm. And it just works and it's so funny and it's just something similar and i can't remember what it was for (laughs) but like it was it was perfect yeah like taking the quotes and and fitting them in yeah i i loved that special (laughs) i've i've loved all of his specials that i've seen but that one was you know yeah just notch he's always funny and i love the fact that you can tell that he works on his material in between specials. He's always trying to yeah. be better, and his delivery is is improving time after time. Because I feel like he could have just been like a Neil Brennan and just done, you know, yeah, just experimental and, stuff and just wrote a lot, you know. But he's he's great. He really is a talent. And he had that that sitcom that was kind of similar. People were like, "It's like Seinfeld." Like, okay, but he like, is like he, Seinfeld. So. But he is like Seinfeld. Yeah. Like in. In the sense of not just like, oh, cadence or whatever. It, he is like really hardworking at what he does. And oh, Seinfeld is probably still the king at being the hardest working comedian out there. Mm. And his process is insane. Yeah. I was listening to um, a podcast, uh, Talib Kweli's podcast, actually. He's a, I don't know mm-hmm. if you're familiar with him. No. Um, he's a, he's a, a hip hop guy. He okay. and um, Most Def. Uh, Yasin Bey, as he goes by now, they are Black Star. 
And he's just very liberal, very, uh, you know, out loud about his politics. And he'll just, you know, tell Twitter people to fuck off (laughs) right away if they start acting like assholes. But he had Neil Brennan on his show. And it was just so cool because, like, there's something about, like, hip-hop artists that just have such a respect and, uh, like, uh, just a a mutual respect, but, like, a reverence for people in in comedy and stand-up specifically. Yeah. Um. And it seems like it goes the other direction too. So we got a good conversation back and forth between Neil and, uh, Talib. And it's kind of cool because like he did his homework. So he's asking Neil Brennan about like interviews that he did, uh, with like Joe Rogan and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And, and like, Hey, yeah, I heard you on here. I felt like you didn't really want to talk about this, but Joe kind of wanted that. It seems, you know, so he could drive the conversation that way. I'm not doing it justice, but. It's just cool. No, it's okay. Because I like Neil Brennan anyway. I like his his take on things. And he is kind of like a Dave Chappelle light. <laughs> just because so just I'm by not, volume. I'm not like a Dave, uh, Dave Chappelle. I'm not a Joe Rogan listener, like on a regular basis. But I will pop into that podcast if there's someone I think really interesting on there. Yeah. Um. So did you listen? I haven't listened to all of it. But did you listen to any of the Snowden interview? I didn't, actually. I haven't checked it's that out yet. kind of insane that he huh. got Snowden on there. Yeah, it is. I mean, he gets big guests. He's he's uh Yeah. It's insane how big Joe Rogan has gotten. I can't you know? say that like listening to it has changed my view of Snowden because I do view him as a murky character. Like yeah. I don't I don't subscribe to one or the other, you know, specifically like he's a traitor, he's a patriot. I'm like, I feel like it's somewhere in between here. There's something about him that it's kinda like Zuckerberg where you're like I don't I don't quite trust you here and but at the same time I'm like but I don't necessarily disagree with a lot of these things that you're saying and sometimes those are my favorite things to listen to yeah same thing it gives that like you know Joe Rogan's another one of those where it's like I don't necessarily agree with you but sometimes you're bringing up things and I'm like okay that's interesting like all right I didn't think of it that way yeah um it's interesting you bring that up too, because even on the um, uh, the, the conversation between Talib Kweli and Neil Brennan, mm-hmm. they were talking about just political entertainment, you know, stuff like The Daily Show and uh, you know um, uh, Colbert and mm-hmm. uh, John Oliver, stuff like that. Just like it's not really going to change your mind. It's basically like you know you're laughing at it. So you can, so you can keep from crying almost. It's, it's, uh, very self-congratulatory. It's, it's confirming your biases. However, you know, it's the same on the other side too, or, you know, people with opposing views. Basically, you're watching it to be entertained and just to kind of shrug off the hard stuff a little bit, you know? Right. Yeah. So it's, and then he compared it to like watching a Rachel Maddow. It's like, you can kind of pick apart something like that because it's not done for comedy. You're looking at that going, yeah, she could have, like, gave that news a little bit better. She could have explained that point a little more accurately. So, you know, I'm going to do my own research and look into it. I feel like it's all about the uh, the message. You know, it's all about the information that you get from it. Because even somebody like Snowden, they're not going to change your mind uh, with their character. And they shouldn't because, you know, for years, for, well, I mean, for all time, we've, mm-hmm. we've teamified politics. To the point where it's like, oh, yeah, our guy did something great. We're going to rub this in their faces. And it's like, that's not really the way to convince people. 
uh, to come around to see things the way that you see them. That's just going to make them hearten towards yeah. it. You know? It's so tough. Like, it's, we've talked about this a couple of times before where you're like, where, you know, <laughs> how do you go about changing um, problematic things? And then you go, well, it's not on the person who's harmed. And then, but then you go, but how are they going to understand? And yeah. it just becomes a loop of, yeah, I don't know. And especially with all of the resources that we have, I think a really big thing that we need to invest in, and we don't invest in education at all, so I don't foresee it happening anytime soon, Yeah, is teaching people really how to use the internet and how to read, uh, fact check, how to like go, this site doesn't seem reliable. Yeah. You know, like how that kind of literacy, uh, bias literacy, and um, just internet savvy mm-hmm. is is there well the internet savvy is there with the younger generations but i don't think they have bias savvy and well, I, don't, I saw that my senior year of high school and it was amazing like i was going to ask you that actually i was curious because you know when i was in in school and everything it was always the um, belief that when you cite sources for different papers and stuff like that to not use the internet like they warned us away from that they're like you yeah, know I there's was so much the information tail end of that okay um, yeah. I was at the tail end of that and they, so they were like, at the very end, they were like, Hey, maybe don't use Wikipedia cause people are starting <laughs> to say Wikipedia is not reliable. Yeah. Um, and I, and we were taught like how to read bias in my English class at the end of my senior year. And that that's, was really cool. That's and, but a I was asking, tool. right. But I was asking these kids that are in my classes who were, you know, 19 years old or whatever. And I'm like, did you learn that too? Because it's been a couple of years and they're like, nope. So I don't know if my teacher just emphasized that lesson plan and I just happen to have a good teacher. If it was taken out of the curriculum, I don't know how it goes, but yeah, yeah unfortunately you, you, you had a teacher who cared. Basically that's what, what yeah. that was. You had somebody that was concerned about the oncoming onslaught of misinformation uh, on and the then internet. an economics teacher that was like, well, you know, don't worry. By the time you guys get out of college, uh, this recession is going to not be a problem. <laughs> <laughs> oh, teacher. <laughs> uh, he, yeah. Yeah. He's <laughs> high all the time. I don't. I don't know. I mean, like there's it. a lot of people who are high all the time, but they seem, you know, more competent than that. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that was probably what all of the economists or whatever were saying at the time. Like, yeah, this will be gone and, you know, this recession will be over in like a year or whatever. <laughs> yeah, okay. Well, well let's, let's get into the show, though. Let's get into the show. That wasn't even the show, everybody. Welcome to the show proper. This is yeah. Lex and Matt's Excellent Adventure. I'm Matt Peters. I'm Lex Lutz. And here we are to bring you... Today's entertainment. I don't know what the fuck I'm saying now. Anyway, thank yeah, you for I listening. Just like that I went full German. I'm like, oh, that was a little scary. <laughs> you kind of kind of freaked me out a little bit there. So yeah. I think that's yeah. why it threw me off my box there. Um, anyway, you can look us up on lexamat.com, lexamatpod.com. Yep. Yeah. There it is, lexamatpod.com for all the good stuff. You'll find links to our social media, our Patreon, where you can get bonus episodes of stuff. Now, yesterday. We gave you a little bit of bonus uh, without the uh, the entry fee there. We wanted to just give you a little something to show our appreciation to all our loyal listeners. So you got a little Resmaculous episode with D and I. 
it was fun. You guys seem to like it. It's kind of it weird. It was so <laughs> fun because I could listen to it. Yeah. I that's... could listen to myself <laughs> at all. I don't know why any of you listen to me. But <laughs> it, it, so I was listening to it and I was like, oh, my God. I was messaging you the whole time. Right. Like sending you notes. <laughs> that so, was cool. Yeah. And it, what was really cool, too, is like something that we normally don't get to do because we record once a week. Mm-hmm. Um, I got to get feedback on yesterday's episode. Uh, the mini sode, which we can now talk about on the main show tonight. So yes. I see that. <laughs> yeah. You had, you had thoughts about the, uh, conversation of caramel versus caramel. Yes. So I agreed with D that it is regional. Um, <laughs> I say caramel. Uh huh. Um, I, I do. Okay. So <laughs> this is a problem with me. When I am mispronouncing a word, yes, I will learn the new version of it and then go back and forth between the two. <laughs> so I say yeah. aunt and aunt. I say for some reason I learned how to say roof and it and and roof like proper <laughs> pronunciation. Um, I, I'm trying to think of other examples of this. I I say so many words like freaking horribly and Actually, I. I or battery. Oh, b- uh, battery. Okay. I don't say battery. Uh, <laughs> I've heard I say phone weird. Hmm. Um, that's been a thing in the past. I don't flip back and forth with that, but I guess occasionally I'll do that phone. Phone is if you're if you're from Baltimore, you have that. Ah. Which is like, well, it's Dundalk, but there's that that accent is like. A whole thing. There's a great YouTube video on it where a guy is holding up cards. Okay. And he's like, "How do you pronounce this?" To his his Baltimore family, and they're like, "It's it's uh, it's Thune. It's it's uh, you know, it, there's a Thirty Rock bit too where she's like, "Do you owe Overstock.com?" Like it's just pronunciation <laughs> of the O's. That's so weird because I would associate that more with like a California type of vibe, like. The way you sound right now is almost like a Garth from Wayne's World. Yeah. It's yeah. a weird regional. Both, like Maryland in general just doesn't know what it wants. Like it's a little <laughs> bit of Boston. It's a lot of the South. It, it's just all over the place. It's a very weird area. And it's a little I bit of Lexus. <laughs> a little bit single even when I'm not. <laughs> Okay, uh, so uh, caramel versus caramel. I go yeah. back and forth with this, but I did originally go with caramel, hmm. and which is doesn't make any sense. And I'll say this because the the surname, the last name is different. My mother's first name is Carmel. Hmm. Okay. Spelled C A R M E L. Ah, so the A is missing altogether. The A is missing altogether, ah. but I still like caramel was like caramel. Like I, it was both in yeah. my, um, but I didn't learn until I got to school and stuff that that was a weird name. Like that, that was not cause it's a saint, like, you know, saint name or whatever. Yeah. Um, but I, I've still never met another person with that name. So my pronunciation of that is kind of weird mm. just because of. That particular thing. But I do agree that it's a certain region. Northeast. <laughs> it's a northeast it's thing. It's a northeast thing? Yeah, that says caramel. 
Okay. Yeah. Caramel. Um. Too. Oh God. Wait. You say what? Water. They call water water. A lot of my family. A lot of my family members do that. That's a Jersey thing too. One thing, like one vocal thing, that really intrigues me. It fascinates me. And Mm -hmm. I'll do it sometimes just to try it on because it's so it's so odd. It's when people say like things like wash and they say wash like there's an R that shows up in there and it just like blows my mind. Like, how do you read that word and then insert an R into it just because you're you're literally describing like Baltimore accent. I love it. Which is inserting an R or or iron like iron. Like an iron, ironing your clothes, iron yeah. your clothes. Iron. Um, iron. Yeah, yeah, water. This uh, is, I'm sure this is very entertaining right now. People just hearing no, me try it, to I mean, things. anyone who's been in certain areas like that, you're like, what happened here? <laughs> like, what, what happened to you? Why are you like this? <laughs> what? Who hurt you, Baltimore? Yeah. Who hurt you? I need... <laughs> So many people because murder. Like, <laughs> because, well, yeah, that. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, and the other thing, and I can't even pronounce this like like the mm-hmm. Brits do, but banana, there's like, it's haunted with R's in the UK. I don't know. Weird, I, I don't like, know how that's pronounced. I, I can love hear the it. way Brits, and this is from Brit comedy, by the way. This is why I know how they pronounce it. Yeah. They say they say pedo. They say uh, pedo. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I don't know why that makes me laugh so much harder than like if that if the exact same joke was done in an American accent. But uh-huh. yeah, yeah, I don't know. It's just like the 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 long e just makes it like yeah, you know, it's not a real word. Yeah. Um But like banana, like it's in there. I can't say it it's right. Weird. Yeah. But, no. I. Yeah. I guess I've never heard that. It's just haunted with ours. I'm telling you, just just. Like there was a cartoon called Banana Man. Obviously, though, uh, I am I'm I'm a little bit obsessed with these. Yes. Like I I, th- I find this fascinating. I find <laughs> accents fascinating. I'm always wanting to like my crazy brain wants to unlock the accent and then do the accent to like <laughs> play with it or whatever. So I get I get it. All I, right. I, for you, it's like voiceover classes is half the reason. Yeah, it's like um that movie in a world where uh. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if you see it. I haven't it. seen just, it yet. Okay. No, I right. know what it is though. Yeah. So the the main antagonist, the main protagonist rather, uh, young lady is going around trying to learn different accents because she goes and redubs movies in her spare time uh, for like TV edits, you know. Yeah. So she tries to imitate the accent and, and just kind of like speak over it. So she'll record different people with different dialects, and of course, the master Fred Armisen, who I don't find oh. funny. At all, but he is amazing with different like uh, dialects and, and and accents. He's I, amazing. I find Fred Armisen funny in very small doses yeah. in very particular situations. So like you watched you watched all of Last Man on Earth, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So he, remember he was in like the last season of that, I think. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. So in that context, like Fred Armisen was perfect. Okay. Um, he's creepy though, like so. I get there's something about him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I also am just naturally skeptical after whatever happened with Elizabeth Moss, yeah. <laughs> and then like that interview that she gave where she's like, 
where she said something and it was just like, oh my God, I can hear the burn from here. Jesus. So I, I don't know. Yeah, there's something. I feel like we're going to find something out years from now. But for now, you know, we'll give him the benefit of the doubt. You know, he's out there. Yeah. He's doing his thing. So before we dig in proper, I want to go ahead and dedicate this episode to um, uh, Dearly Departed John Witherspoon. Passed away, I believe, yesterday. Yeah. 77 years old. John Witherspoon is not a name that most people know off the top of their head, but... You know John Witherspoon. From I was just saying, if you see him, you know who he is. I, absolutely, he's been on. Uh, he's been the uh, the grandpa on Boondocks. Uh, he was the dad on Friday, of course. He's been in Black Jesus on Adult Swim. He was Pops on the Wayne's Brothers. He's been in so many different things throughout the years. The man stays working, and it seems like he was only one character that whole time, but he mm-hmm. got that character right. So. Uh, shout out to John Witherspoon. Rest in peace. Uh, he will definitely be missed. Yeah. 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 yeah that was, I, I saw that this morning and I was like, damn it. Like, I couldn't believe it. You know, I mean, and it's really sad too. Um, you know, uh, it's, it's so strange that that show Black Jesus that I brought up, mm-hmm. um, it featured both him and Charlie Murphy and we lost both of them very recently. So. Yeah, and Charlie Murphy was much younger, too. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know uh, what that show's going to do, if they're going to try to keep going or, or what. But I thought it was already pretty much wrapping up, though. I don't know. Adult Swim, you know their shows. They yeah, always have that weird, weird schedule where they take, like, three years off and then come back, like Venture Brothers or uh, yeah. Aqua Teen Hunger Force. Yeah, uh, Rick and, I think Rick and Morty kind of did that, too, it sounds like. Yeah, Rick and know. Morty caught a lot of shit for that, though. <laughs> Because Rick and Morty is like, you know, it, it's a cartoon and, and they, it's very popular. It sells lots of merchandise. Stuff like Venture Brothers, it's like it's kind of underground. You know, that's the right the basic, like, uh, allure of Adult Swim stuff. It's just kind of like it's fun when it's on, but when it's gone, you don't really miss it too much. Rick and Morty had, like, a, a fervent fan base. Still does. Like yeah. The, uh, oh, the re- I'm aware. <laughs> yes. The wrestling show that I'm watching uh, tonight, AEW. Um, they're doing some type of tie-in because they're on a Turner network as well. And so this tag team came out dressed as Rick and Morty and an additional Rick because there were three of them. And, uh, Justin Roiland, uh, announced them as they came out in character. So that was kind of weird. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what that means, but cool. Yeah. Two fan bases that really don't seem like they gel well together, but I'm in both of those fandoms. So I guess it worked. Yeah, I I know nothing of either of those fandoms except one of those fandoms wanted sauce from McDonald's and then lost their fucking shit a couple of years ago. Yeah, that, that was a thing. But that's that's something that surpasses any fandom. If you're a shitty person, <laughs> yeah, I know. And you treat people kidding. like shit, you're a shitty person. <laughs> I know. Okay, so there's yeah. so much TV news Man. and TV things to talk about. So this so is really going to be a TV esque. Yeah. So I'm going to I'm going to own two of them early on and I'm just going to give you a little short little taste of of what I'm dealing with here. So uh, Dolomite is my name. I watched that over the past week. It's a movie on Netflix. Okay. yeah, Yeah. I I did. This is a Netflix is weird because I did not even know this was out. And (laughs) this wouldn't you. (laughs) 
Yeah. Wouldn't you be promoting that really heavily? It's Eddie Murphy. He's back. <laughs> He's back, and he wants to be funny again. And you know what? The motherfucker did it. All right? So Eddie oh. Murphy, uh, for those of y'all that don't follow him as closely as I do, mm-hmm. <laughs> he was on the SNL reunion a few years ago, and he came out and he just read off some dry cue card and then just went about his business. And everybody was yeah. disappointed because we wanted to see his characters. We wanted to see him do James Brown again. We wanted to hear, you know, Mr. Robinson's neighborhood, all that stuff. He was not there to entertain. They did some type of career retrospective for him. I think maybe it was like the same year or maybe a year after celebrating the career of Eddie Murphy. Okay. Eddie Murphy will show all his hits. He may want to be funny here. Nope. Not funny. Eddie Murphy. I think it was like they were going to do something like that and then he backed out and it was a whole thing because I I remember it being controversial and i don't know what happened but it seems like after comedians and cars writing coffee eddie murphy wanted to be funny again so thank you jerry seinfeld he, for he hanging all, out with eddie murphy didn't he already <laughs> sign on to do netflix i think you're right yeah, yeah i yeah. think i think more likely what happened is, is that netflix backed up that money truck and said hey man we want to smile. Why don't you go ahead and make us laugh please oh yeah and he was yeah. like all right so yeah what he decided sure he to got do a lot of money he, he got together uh, with some friends of his, some very funny people, and they made a uh, documentary, not a documentary, rather, a biography, a biopic about Dolomite, about Rudy Ray Moore. Mm-hmm. And it's fucking hilarious. If you're Is not it? familiar with Dolomite, the man is <laughs> from that black exploitation area, uh, yeah. era, rather. But he called everybody a motherfucker. He said he called everybody a bad motherfucker, man, woman, or child. And it was just phenomenal. Like, Eddie Murphy is in rare form. He will make you laugh. He's he's still got it. And I'm glad. I'm glad that he turned it on for once. So if you haven't seen Dolomite is my name, check it out. Um, whether or not you're familiar with those black exploitation films, you will find this entertaining because Eddie Murphy made an entertaining film. I just Tell added it to my queue because I don't want to forget to watch it. Yeah, lots of, lots of good cameos. So, it's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I told you about one person who's in it, <laughs> mm-hmm. and it's not really a big spoiler. I mean, but that was kind of enough to sell me. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, it seems like he was just doing a character, uh, Titus. Yes. <laughs> Titus, uh, what's his real last name? Burgess. Uh, yes. I on the so. show, he's Titus Andromedon. Right, right. Yeah. On, on Kimmy Smith. Um, but he was good in there too. I mean, he he wasn't acting. <laughs> Over I the just, top. Kimmy <laughs> Schmidt. Bring up Kimmy Schmidt real quick. Yeah. One, one of my favorite lines in that was when he sings, it was a total bang fest, but he <laughs> sings it like really uh, musical theater, like big, and it oh, it makes me laugh every time. So I love him. Good. He just takes chances. He does not care. And he no. just like takes it to the limit every time. Um, and this was good. And they, they didn't shy away from the fact that he is just very flamboyantly gay. Yeah. Um, you know, and they didn't make it a, a punchline either. So that was cool. Good. You know, cause yeah. I worried about that. Cause like, yeah, I mean, you should like, cause it, unfortunately that's still a thing that happens. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, even in former, uh, you know, not former, but older Eddie Murphy movies, it was a punchline. So yeah. I was, I was pleasantly surprised that they didn't do that here. So check it out. Um, the other thing that I watched because of our friend Pauline, uh, I watched a few episodes of Raising Dion and mm-hmm. I looked. I think it's a great sci-fi show. 
Uh, I can't wait to finish up this first season. Uh, I've heard nothing but great things. Uh, you know, I haven't seen it, and I don't really know as much about it as everyone else does, apparently, because people seem really excited that it exists. Yeah. And I'm like, what is this? Yeah, I mean, what's a lot of action? A YouTube thing or something, right? No? It started as an idea for a comic book that had a, a live-action trailer. And it just kind of came out of nowhere a few years back. And at that time, it was before Black Panther was a thing. And it was before, like, you know, the big explosion of all these different movies. Um, you know, we were still like just in the, in the very beginnings of like the, uh, the MCU. So it was like, wow, this is a new property. And yeah, it was before black people existed. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So. You know, people were excited for this, and they wanted to see it become like a real deal project, but they found out it was a teaser for a comic book. So, comic came out, did okay, and then they went back and went to Netflix and said, okay, now we're going to make the live action and see how people react to that, and everybody loves it. So, yeah, I I love it. I can't recommend it enough. Check it out. It's really cool. Um, Yeah, it's got Michael B. Jordan in it. So, yeah. Yeah. I'm sure it'll get a second season with all of the buzz that it seems to have around it. Um, yeah. And they gave yeah. that show that I didn't like, the the star, whatever. I don't remember the fucking name of that show. But, like, they gave a show that I was like, ah, about this, a second season. So I'm like, <laughs> they're – I don't understand Netflix. But <laughs> that's good. <laughs> I will add that one to my queue as well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Speaking of Netflix, have you watched Living With Yourself, this new Paul Rudd show? I haven't. I, you know, it keeps on advertising it when I log in, but yeah. I haven't had a chance to check it out yet. How is it? Okay. It's super weird. I will okay. warn you. Very, very <laughs> weird. Um, dark humor. Definitely dark humor. I wouldn't. Uh, I wouldn't read into it at all before you watch it. Like it's it's better going in cold, so to speak. Um, but it's it's, I mean Paul Rudd is is just that guy. Like if you like Paul Rudd, it's really really good. Uh, it basically is Paul Rudd goes to a spa because this like guy recommends it to him. He's like, oh, it's supposed to revitalize you and make you feel. X, Y, and Z, and what ends up happening is they at this spa they clone you, <laughs> and okay. then they kill the original. Oh no! So so he so like this is all in the first episode. So like they'll yeah, um, but he so he or it was in the trailer too or whatever. But like it's it's him and his clone, like dealing with the fact that they both exist now. Um, and the clone has all of the memories, so he thinks he's the real one. And they're of kind course. of yeah. <laughs> it, it's very so, reminiscent of uh, multiplicity. It is, and that's what I loved about it. Um, <laughs> no, I, I think love, I was. I love multiplicity. When he's I was putting, too young to really enjoy multiplicity. Oh my God, I watched multiplicity as a kid, and when he stuffs a slice of pizza into his wallet, I was like, this is the funniest shit I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> I remember being like like eight years old or whatever and watching Multiplicity and watching him stuff a slice of pizza into that wallet and thinking – and he's like, I like pizza. Like, like, he's like <laughs> The whole thing of Multiplicity is it's a copy of a copy and then it gets degraded every time. 
like <laughs> like you would a you know a copy. So yeah. he just becomes like it's different personalities, and then he just becomes really dumb. So like the last guy is not all there. <laughs> <laughs> and he's, I just remember that just the physicality of it and the and the the way that he was like speaking. I just thought it was the I remember as a kid. I haven't seen that movie in years, but I remember thinking it was the funniest thing in the world. It was so good. But yeah, it's a it's a really good show. I will say that it like it has some dark. I mean, it's it's exploring like. Okay, what if you had a clone? We're gonna we're gonna look into the hilarious and the really super dark parts of it. But yeah. I recommend it. It's only eight episodes. Okay, cool. Maybe ten, and they're half hour. So it reminded me a lot too of as far as like the way it hooks you and the time that you can go through it really quickly. That uh, Dead to Me show. I miss that show, man. Well, that was it coming back. I don't know, but it is coming back. Okay. Uh, so this kind of scratches that itch. It's different, but like in the sense of you kind of blow through it and you keep going, oh my god, oh my god, you know, that that kind of thing. Okay, yeah, I'm gonna check it out. It's just yeah. one of those things where it's like I have to be in the right mood. I have to be like completely yeah. bored and yeah. nothing else going on, you know, and just kind of have that on. And, and when, when you start it, you'll blow through it in like a night or two. That's yeah. how it was with me. It was it was really fast. To, to go through. Okay. Um, but fun and funny. Nice. I will check it out. Oh my god. So. Want to talk all the Game of Thrones, or do we want to talk about Katie Seagal's husband? Because I thought that was a little bit funny. Katie Seagal's husband is a troublemaker, and he thinks he knows better, apparently, than all of FX and Disney. Yeah, Kurt Sutter got fired from. Uh, his his show, which is yes. the sequel, prequel, spinoff, whatever the fuck, uh, which I still haven't seen, The Sons of Anarchy, which was a show that I liked. Yeah. Um, and so this, he was fired from that, and he's like blaming Disney right, and like right. saying Disney is censoring and all that. But at the same time, I, I, look, I think that's a real concern. The way that Disney is handling, you know, X, Y, and Z is a real concern. Mm -hmm. I don't need to get deep into this article, but I did add this to uh, the our notes here, which is Disney is putting classic Fox movies into its vault. Oh, okay. So, like, The Fly and The Omen, it talks about several things in the article. Like, these back catalogs are not available for streaming and stuff like that. Like they're putting them away. And so this is where I was like, I have justified with my bunker ways of like <laughs> keeping the physical copies of things. Well, if we can go back for a second about the Kurt Sutter thing, like I understand that it's a concern that no, Disney what, yeah, it, like, is going to censor and that sort of thing. I would say what? He's probably just a dick. That's what I was getting to. It's like people are going to start using that as a scapegoat. Like if they get fired by Disney or, or the Fox branch or something like that, they're going to be like, oh, yeah, you know, we were we were just too raw for Disney. We just were doing things that they didn't approve of. And it's like, fuck you. OK, look, yeah. Disney now owns The Simpsons, basically. Like yeah. they, they've done things over the years that just are completely over the line. I know it's a cartoon and I know it's a beloved franchise well, and everything, but 
It's a beloved property, rather. But I think that the counter argument is not that they will censor previous works, but that they will censor future works. Yeah, and they will kind of shelve the things that don't fit the brand of Disney. Yeah, and and that I I understand. I understand it to be a concern, but I also think that folks that just are difficult to deal with are going to start using that as an excuse to get people on their side of whatever argument is going on. Yes. I yeah. don't disagree. And I think that's what he's doing. Yeah. I really yeah. do. Cause I mean, honestly, I watched the majority of sons of uh, sons of anarchy. I had to check out after several episodes just cause it got boring. Like I'm not criticizing anyone that enjoyed the entire series. I understand wanting to stick with something. Hell I'm still watching arrow. Yeah. So I totally get it, but yeah, I don't know. It just certain things about that show just happened just to happen show was shakespeare on motorcycles like that's what he (laughs) set out to do so yeah yeah i i think that not everyone knew that going in (laughs) and so they were like what is with all of this like weird ass boring family drama that's taking like eight episodes to like you know fall apart or whatever or come together and i was like Uh, I like this because I like when you take something and adapt it into a weird new thing, you know? Uh Um, I won't say like, oh, that's my favorite storytelling, but it is something that I enjoy when done right. And I think that the show did a pretty good job at it. Sure. But I don't, I don't necessarily recommend it to people, you know? I mean, this isn't, this isn't brand new either with studios giving notes to creators. It's not exclusive to Disney. It wasn't exclusive to Fox, but a lot of times, and you'll hear this from any creative, who they'll, they'll, they'll talk about just how difficult it is to deal with networks and with just yep. cable channels in general because they want you to do things a certain way. Whether you're not, whether or not you take those notes is up to you, but you know, your, your mileage may vary. So he's talking about just new people coming in and telling him that they want certain things a certain way and him saying, no, I won't do it. And that's fine. Die on that hill. Um, but what are you going to do now? What's your next move? Yeah. And I read an unfortunate thing the other day about because uh, they were talking. This is it's still in Sons of Anarchy, but it was yeah. I think that the guy who was the lead actor in Sons of Anarchy, Charlie Hunnam, I yeah. think he might be an asshole, too, because I, I briefly saw someone mention this on Twitter because they were like they were talking about the new Hawkeye show. Oh, yeah. And they were like, just replace Jeremy because like there's rumors that they're looking to replace Jeremy Renner now Good. or write him out or whatever and they were like just replace him with charlie hunnam he's fine just do that and then someone was (laughs) like i hate to break it to you but and then they post an article and like i think charlie hunnam's into like white supremacy stuff like Like, he's praising some dude that was like really problematic yeah i don't know i i didn't read that much into it i need to do more research i shouldn't even i shouldn't have even brought it up because you know that's a bad idea without looking into it but uh, you know, he's one of those guys that's like, we're in PC culture and, you know. <laughs> oh, one of those. Yeah. Yeah. Just blaming, yeah. blaming not being entertaining or unfunny on people having hurt feelings. That's, that's new. Um, yeah. Like with, with Charlie Hunnam, it's weird because for a couple of years, he was just like the it guy, you know? Um, and then he just kind of like faded to the background. Like he did, uh, yeah. he worked with, um, uh, Benito, not Benicio del Toro. Uh, yeah, del, del Toro. 
right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Guillermo del Toro. He worked Guillermo with him. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I swear to God, we've <laughs> we done both... this bit before. <laughs> it wasn't a bit. We just both legitimately. Yeah. 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 But last time you corrected me, and now I've infected you as well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, so, I can't find this article about him, which is yeah. really annoying. Well, that's, I mean, it's just interesting because, you know, after Pacific Rim and after, uh, the movie with the red clay, I don't remember what it was called. Um, yeah, he just like disappeared, man. Like they didn't even like allude to him in the Pacific Rim sequel. He's just gone. Yeah. So who knows what's up with that? Yeah, I, <sighs> I just think that he is, um, he's one of those guys that like he got lucky with a TV show and he's yeah. probably more of a TV actor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and he's trying to break out into movies. Mm. And I, I actually had this theory about Jake Gyllenhaal for quite a few years there. Yeah. And I don't know if I necessarily still feel this way because i think Jalen hall has revived his film career a lot yeah but uh i was like you know i think jake Jalen hall my theory for a long time was i thought he should be playing like a don draper type role oh okay. like he should be the lead in a in a really rich television show i well, still you know, think there, he could do that and be there good. are people that can dip a toe in both worlds i mean you look at um it's it, it's better now it's gotten way better over the past couple of years but at that yeah. time i was it, it was when i was talking about it it was like mad men was you know becoming a big thing and giving even more credit to television and you know right right a little different i mean i think about jeff goldblum being a perfect example of that now it's like you can go back and forth from tv to movie uh without so much of a of a, of a blink of the eye um because tv in that traditional sense doesn't really exist anymore you're just doing miniseries yeah 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 so. God, i'm trying to find this article oh no, there we go here ah, we go okay he's okay uh this says this is from l magazine <clears throat> charlie hunnam is a quote big fan of a men's rights hero named jordan peterson Oh, that guy. Yeah. 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 yeah, is, yeah. This is a quote from Hunnam. I'm a big fan of Jordan <laughs> Peterson as are, are you people now? right now. Ugh. He's become quite the Internet phenomenon, a card carrying member of the intellectual dark web. <laughs> wow. I love the message he promotes, which is take your life seriously. Carry as much responsibility as possible. I think in his words, he says, pick up the heaviest thing you can and carry it. And then he said he let and then this says he likened Peterson's mentality to that of the special forces guys. Wow. In this day and age, everyone is soft and entitled. It's like, <laughs> no, guys, you're not entitled <laughs> to everything. You're a fucking actor. Wow. I'm sorry. I love when people are like, yeah, like he's a real tough guy like this. And I'm like, you wear makeup every day. Yes. You play like, pretend with your friends. Up. Yeah. You get paid to pay pretend to play pretend. Yeah, you play vroom vroom on the mo like cut, shut the fuck up. Like <laughs> these act the actors who are like this who are like, you know, I'm I'm special forces like, you know, I, I know that because I went and did a training camp or whatever, and I'm like, uh you got a taste of it, but like none of us understand that. And like I'm Steven like, Seagal. Yeah, like I'm including myself in this too, by the way. I <laughs> 
I am a huge wimp. Like I, I'm not <laughs> saying I am on on level of like these guys. No, fuck no. I'm the one who would go wear makeup to, <laughs> to work every day. Go room room. Like I'm that person. Right. So, I've, I've always been of the mindset that if you're portraying a character on screen, whether they're fictional or real, you're basically just doing honor to that character or that person or that type of character. You know, you're not. You're not embodying that character. You're not becoming that thing. You're just showing people how this character lived. It's why people are able to be racist assholes on film. It doesn't make you a racist asshole. Yeah. You know, I don't think Leonardo DiCaprio really owned slaves or, you know, said the N-word a lot. But he played that character in a Quentin Tarantino movie. You know, that's what he does. Um, This is just a little bit on this Peterson guy. um, So you can understand how much uh, we would go fuck Charlie Hunnam. Um, Peterson is a support. So he's, he's one of those guys that thinks that violent attacks by men happen when they don't have partners and the cure is enforced monogamy, Oh, which okay. enforced monogamy is what handmaid's tale is, which is basically, um, the systematic raping of women, like yeah. forcing a woman to marry a man. Like every man must be married to a woman, wow. uh, kind of thing. And then, that woman is just enslaved. Uh, and then he also said, like, women's studies should be defunded. And, oh. uh, you know, talking about a lot of, like, gender stuff where it's like, you know, the biological, talking about biological sex and talking about white privilege and saying all this demeaning shit to, like, he basically hits every single minority in the world. So, what a fuckwit. So we've, yeah, we've, and, and Charlie Hunnam's like, you know, yeah. I like this guy. Like, I, yeah. I did a movie. So I think <laughs> we've, we've done our due diligence. His accent, Charlie Hunnam, just FYI, for anyone who doesn't know this, his accent in, I think it was called like Green Hooligans or some movie like that that he made right before Sons of Anarchy, uh-huh. is considered to be the worst accent ever done on film seriously it's it he is considered to have created the worst accent ever put on film like the most inaccurate terrible accent it follows him like the plague man well this is gonna yeah well we'll see how far his career gets now i was gonna say we've given we've done our due diligence we've given him enough airtime on our show so fuck him Um, yeah but i find that article because i didn't want to say he's into this thing and then yeah. it not, like not back it up with an actual quote from him because no, i feel you yeah okay so let's yeah. not get angry and talk more about game of thrones then <laughs> oh the game of thrones boys so game of thrones news. they finally did a q a and this is kind of what uh so kicked off what's up I forgot. I didn't read this Q and A. Well, I'm going to give you some highlights of this. There's there's a few things that they said that don't seem like some uh, answers that you would get from a um, successful uh, showrunner duo. I can feel my blood pressure just tick 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 tick. tick. <laughs> okay. So um, you talked about a character that was completely left out of the show a couple of weeks ago, like the Stone Woman or Lady something Stoneheart. like that. Yeah, Lady Stoneheart. So, you know, you would think that, all right, well, they had such limited time and limited resources to deal with, and those dragons can be expensive. Maybe they just left her out because, you know, they just ran out of that sort of thing. Maybe they, they combined her. They said her. in the past that they didn't have time in the story kind of thing. Yeah. 
Or it wasn't well, important to the story. Today we're going to learn that's bullshit. So <laughs> buckle up, my friend. Oh, my God. Uh, all right. So this comes from Esquire, and I'll, I'll post a link to it. But here's some highlights. Yeah. Basically, uh, a, a Twitter uh, person uh, by the name of Four Aria sat in on a, on a Q&A and gave us some highlights. Uh, the first thing that Esquire tells us is they had to tell George R.R. R. Martin that they didn't have any writing credentials at all. Um, so David is describing a pre-meeting with George R.R. R. Martin who was questioning their bona fides and we didn't really have any, he said. We had never done TV and we didn't have any. We don't know why he trusted us with his life's work. <laughs> so already it sounds like something destined to fail. Look, look, I will say that that just because you haven't made television, like, yeah. doesn't mean that you're not like it, in under different circumstances. If they I can't never mind. I, I'm not going to fucking justify these guys again. Go, go ahead. Yeah. Continue. OK, OK, because okay. it gets worse because I, I know yeah, I know yeah. where you're you going. Know, but thing. it's yeah, I've that's just the tip of the iceberg. So long I defended that that show like or I've defended them for so long that I'm yeah. like, fuck you guys. Yeah. Ah. I mean, it's just yeah, yeah, it's it's like. After all of that defense that they got from you and from several other fans, what bothers me the most about this Q&A, which we're still digging into, is the fact that they're so cavalier with this information. I fucking knew this was going to happen, too. I, it's I, just, I really was like, they're just going to be smug assholes. Just like bro, they're, they're broing down. Game of bros. Yeah. All right. So uh, Needle and Pen for Aria continues. They, ta- they were talking about the pilot. And their friends who they let watch their first attempt. Yeah. One of the people was Craig Mazin, who wrote Chernobyl, Scott Frank, and Ted Griffin. He acknowledged that the first pilot was uh, full of basic writing mistakes. They acknowledged that they have no idea why, after such a dismal pilot, why they went forward. Everything we could make a mistake in, we did. Script, casting, costumes. So he's he's shitting on everybody involved. Great way to continue working. They think cool. HBO went forward because they had a lot of foreign pre-sales on the series, which makes sense because HBO yeah. did pour a lot into this. Yeah, they were invested already, so they're yeah. like, let's let's redo it. I don't understand why HBO let them continue to make it. That's the part I mean, that confuses the shit out of me. If I had to fathom a guess, it's because of white privilege, but, you know. I would, okay, I, I will... I, they could have look. There's plenty of white men that can make <laughs> can make this show. <laughs> exactly. I would say that it was probably like, you know, George for some reason decided to believe in them, and so he <laughs> was like, "No, they're right for it." I, George I, wanted to take a couple years off from writing these books and thought they could buy him some time. A whole separate issue. It All was right. like, on the one hand, if the show does well. I don't have to write these books for a few years and I can just talk about stories I'm already well familiar with. On the other hand, if this show doesn't do well, no one's going to be asking me to write these books anymore. And I get paid. It's a win-win. <laughs> I found my Halloween costume. I'm the old man yelling at the sky. <laughs> All right, moving on. The The characters only came into focus very, very late on. Two months before the pilot went to air, the episodes were averaging 39 minutes. And HBO made them write and film 100 minutes of scenes to meet their contractual obligations. For example, they added a scene with Robert and Cersei and realized that there was no scene with them. 
The moderator is asking them about their comments, acknowledging that they didn't understand the characters, and the extra minutes helped them understand the characters better. Oh my god! The books are so intricate, and they're so well made. Oh my god. Oh my god. Here's something out of left field. Um, That's the wrong sport, but check it out. The moderator asked why they chose to write all the episodes by themselves. Because we didn't know better, David said. HBO wanted them to hire other writers, and they decided to have Brian Cogman, their assistant, write four episodes. Dan wanted to remove as many fantasy elements as possible, because we didn't just want to appeal to that type of fan. They wanted to expand the base to people beyond the fantasy fan base, to mothers and NFL players, and so on and so on and so on. Yeah, that was a a criticism that people had, book readers had for years, so... I definitely understand that. That that's not news. That's what they've always been doing. Yeah, yeah, and it's funny because like one of the biggest fans was was Tom Brady, and he famously has some words about the final season too. Oh, really? I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah, so we'll okay. we'll have to post that in the uh, in the uh, notes as well. I don't care what Tom Brady thinks, but kind of love that that happened. So. <laughs> so yeah, I mean the the very fandom that you're trying to get is just like, nah, man, not for us. Uh, where did I leave off? Here we go. Angry fans ticked off and upset Benioff. They're expressing regret about putting the baby on the block of ice and him screaming. The mother was not happy because Dan just kept talking about a close-up of the baby's penis. They are what? very granular in details of shots, admitting wait, losing wait, wait, wait. sight of the big picture. Wait, pause, 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 pause. Yep. Are you yep. reading this from an article? I'm reading this from a person's first-hand witnessing of this Q&A. And it's, yeah, it's it's in an Esquire article, but it's like Needle and Pen's uh, Twitter oh, account. Okay, yep. that is, okay, sorry, continue. Okay. So Needle and Pen uh, goes on, were you listening to the feedback of your fans as things went along? <laughs> Dan says, we really did not. Dan doesn't see the value of considering other people's reactions. Dave acknowledged that he Googled the show and it upset him. Dan, no. I I understand that. I under that that I will say. I think that that can really mess with your head. Sure. So I get that, but okay. You know. So yeah, those were several things that were said by Dan and Dave this week. Uh, at They're this, just gonna uh, keep saying stupid shit too. That is is just gonna continue to infuriate everyone that invested so much time into this show uh, and are so invested yeah. in the story in general. Yeah, yeah. But one thing that might get them to shut the fuck up is the fact that their Star Wars trilogy was canceled. Yeah. Um, How so th- it's both. It's both upsetting because they basically wrapped up game of thrones real quick so they could go do this this trilogy yeah but it's also kind of sweet it's almost what would i compare this to you know if you're dating someone (laughs) and you're like super into them yeah and then all of a sudden they're like you know what i'm gonna go fuck this other person now so bye yeah and then that person dumps them just all up all of a sudden yeah. Just no, no closure, yeah. no tears, yeah. no emotional weight. Just nothing. I'm out, Just, and then they this, immediately like are dumped by that person that they left you for. It makes you feel like they never cared at all. 
I just so I don't understand. I don't yeah. I don't you know the the part that I think the part that ultimately bothers me the most about this yeah is that that the base story is so rich yeah and that world is so wonderful and the books are really well written and he you know just that they they didn't seem to care or even understand it that is deeply upsetting it really is i i'm disappointed by that and i got to give it to everyone else involved in this production that made this world believable uh the actors who turned in their career best performances given what they were given i mean I don't know if I shared this with you previously, but there was a couple of seasons where I did just kind of check out, where I just stopped yeah. watching altogether because yeah. I got bored, you know? Um, but I came back because, you know, a lot of folks are talking about the show and it's like, all right, I just want to There were keep some up. moments where I was questioning things for sure. Yeah. Um, but then when they had that end of season six and they had that reveal that, you know, this, oh, 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 okay, everything is what we thought it was going to be. They confirmed a lot of book theories that have been going on for, like, 20 years, people have theorized this. And yeah. and this is how it's going to go, like, this is how, this is what makes sense now. This is the story. And then season seven happened, and you're just like, what? What? I, I don't understand. I, I just, and... If it was George R. R. Martin's, so this is the problem. If they had the books that were done, yeah, they could do like a poor adaptation of the books, or a whatever adaptation of the books, and probably would have been okay. But they didn't even have that, so it was like the combination of they didn't even understand the original source material, and then they didn't have the source material for the last two and a half seasons. So it was a combination of. We both don't understand this and then don't have anything to base this off of other than the couple of notes that George scribbled down on a cocktail napkin for us. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, credit, credit I wonder to George. how much Disney like saw them getting shit on and made their decision based off of that. <laughs> so here's something Game of Thrones related that is a little complicated. Uh, beyond all of that stuff that we've already discussed at length. Um, mm-hmm. there was, there were two Game of Thrones prequels in the works. Uh, one yes. starring Naomi Watts and the other one, uh, being, uh, titled, uh, House of the Dragon. Yes. Um, these were completely separate projects. Some reason, uh, they decided this week to reveal that the Naomi Watts prequel, uh, was canceled. Mm-hmm. And that they are all in on the House of the Dragon prequel. So, so that I got saw that you were you said a, a full series. Now you understand that's just one season, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay. I totally get okay. that. Yeah. But, well, I, I mean, sometimes when people hear series, they think like because in America we call a series like the whole show. Yeah. And yeah, but yeah. like that's not necessarily what it means. But yeah, so they gave a full season to that. Yeah, um, I just I just always take it to mean like okay, it's moving beyond uh, the the pilot aspect. Right. So of now it. they've yeah. got uh, if it's a network show, they'll bring it to series, and then they'll they'll go like okay, we're going to produce fifteen episodes, and then right. we'll, we'll do back nine or whatever. Like if it does well, so we'll make nine more after that if it does well. So with HBO, they just decided let's order the whole season, which will be like ten episodes or something like that. 
So what's weird about that other prequel, though, the one with Naomi Watts, it had a lengthy post-production on a pilot already. Yeah. Um, and it had filming issues, but it was like all Blood done. Or something like that? Something like that. Yeah. But, yeah, it's just so weird that they did all that work it's on that other pilot. Like, that's oh. what that was going to be. It was the origin of the White Walkers. I don't give yeah. a shit, like, about that. I, I, So, to me, it's no loss. I know everyone else is like... So sad about it. I'm like, I, I, I burned so hard with this Targaryen thing that I'm like, I'm reluctant to watch that. I will, you know, I'll probably watch this prequel, but I'm, I also don't know. How are you going to make a Targaryen TV show? Yeah. Because we're going to find the, out the, the, like one of the big issues was it's like, man, it's so expensive and difficult to have dragons on the show. I'm like, then, bitch, why are you making an entire Targaryen show now? Right. And cool. they they speculate. As many articles I've seen about this, they ask the question, oh, what will Amelia Clark be coming back, maybe doing a cameo? What about Jason Momoa? Fuck and no. They will not be coming back. Hundreds of years before they're, both of them are even born. Exactly. Not only that, I can imagine that Amelia Clark still has a bad taste in her mouth about the way that the series ended, the main series. And Jason Momoa, honestly, he's grown out of Game of Thrones at this he point. He was out after season one. But exactly. But, I, I mean, he's, he's so far Clark, removed, you know. Yeah, Amelia Clark, more than anyone, deserved, and Lena uh, Headey. Like, they, like yeah. those two, they, they carried that show. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I and they like I feel bad for them for sure. Amelia uh, Clark's eyebrows carried that show through some hard times. Uh, okay. And Cersei's wine drinking. Yes, yes, we memed several memes off of the off, off of that wine. You know, did you ever watch her on? I think it was Jimmy Kimmel or something like that, where they were <laughs> saying weird things and then like saying it as Cersei and then drinking wine. Oh, that's cool. No, it I didn't see that. It was so funny. I'll have to see if I can pull it up and get yeah. it. I think it was <laughs> It might have been James Corden. One of those two. It was hilarious. So I think that's all the Game of Thrones news that yeah. we have, thankfully. Because you know what? It's going to take them a lot to get me back on board with anything, let alone you know going back to HBO. I don't really care. I can't. I mean, I'm such. I'm, I'm so like I, I say I'm not gonna do it, <laughs> and then I'll be back. Like, well, that's the other thing too. HBO Max, there's so much that they're they're loading into HBO Max yeah. to try to appeal to folks. I, I'm sure that this Game of Thrones thing will be part of it. They've they got won South Park. They, that's they won right. South Park for over five hundred million dollars. Yeah. Unbelievable. Um, they announced a a a uh, quadrilogy of Adventure Time hour long specials that yeah. will exclusively be on HBO Max that take place after the series finale of Adventure Time. Yeah, I they mean, are they are going all in. Like it's, the the only it's thing they could agenda. do. It's going to be intense. The only thing they could do uh, to really get me over the line here is say they're bringing back Fraggle, Fraggle Rock full time new episodes, <laughs> real puppets, you know. <laughs> I, yeah, I'm. I mean, I don't want to subscribe to another thing. <laughs> Maybe we can go split ski again. Let's see. Yeah, let's do we'll the see. homework. We'll yeah, see. we'll see how it goes. You I know, mean, I like knowing that we have 
our Disney Plus already set up. Can't wait for Lizzie McGuire to disappoint me. <laughs> I can't wait to watch Gargoyles nonstop. So much so oh, that they think yeah. lots of people are watching it, and they actually make a movie. When does that start? Is it November? November 12th. Woo! Two weeks away. They had like ads all over Twitter today talking about two weeks away. We're Crazy. almost there. Yep. Yeah. So much stuff is happening in two weeks. We have Disney+. Plus. We have that Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Oh, man. I'm yeah. excited for that one. I think, I think, it, I mean, unless the reviews are terrible, I think I'm going to pick up a copy. I mean, EA can't afford to have another bad Star Wars game, not after that Battlefield 2 debacle. I mean, they can afford it because they're fucking rolling in money. But they really shouldn't try to piss people off again. No, I hope that this one is. It, it looks like the kind of game I would want, like a, the kind of Jedi game that I've, you know, haven't had in years. So. Yeah, same here. Um, I also am enjoying. The Outer Worlds, which released this past week. It's a very Fallout-esque game that was released from Obsidian. And it's by the team that actually did produce um, Fallout New Vegas. So if you're into Fallout games, check that out. The yeah, great I'm, thing about it. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious is, about it. Yeah, so this is something that I was kind of telling you, too. And it's easy to get confused with all the PlayStation views mm-hmm. and the PlayStation homes and all that bullshit. This is um, a company that was actually just purchased by Microsoft. So this is the last game they're putting out that's going to be multi-platform, okay. probably. Unless, you know, it comes out on Switch as right. well, because Microsoft loves Switch now. Um, yeah, I like that. So, I do, too. Yeah. But it's part of their uh, Xbox Game Pass service, which is basically like Netflix for games. So you pay a certain subscription fee a month. You have access to a library of Xbox, Xbox 360, and Xbox One games. They say it's like over 100. And I can, yeah, I can see that, definitely. Uh, unlike the PlayStation version, where you have to play these games off of a server... Uh, you actually have the ability to download the game onto your system and then just play it as you will until they remove it from the service. So the reason I bring it up is The Outer Worlds on launch date came out on that service. Brand new game. Retailed for 60 bucks. That's very cool. Yep, 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 yep. So I downloaded it, played it, and I just got hooked, man. It's so much fun. Uh, I know a lot of people like Crackdown. Crackdown 3 is on Game Pass as well. Uh, that was there for launch day. Uh, a lot of their big hits are on there. So, yeah, they're giving Sony a run for their money, I think, with their uh, PlayStation streaming service. That's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. no, I I haven't I haven't really – I didn't even know what it was. We were talking, and you were mentioned it, and I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> I can't keep track of all these things. Right, right, right. And it's one of those uh, services that will give you, like, a free month every now and then. Yeah. And, like, give you a special trial for a limited time, that sort of thing. That's so, probably when I'll try it out. Like, yeah. when they have some sort of deal going on the trial. Especially it's new, it's going to happen. So. Speaking of uh, Sony and just streaming services in general, this is actually breaking news. Ooh. Um, yes, breaking news. Sony is shutting down the PlayStation View live TV service. Now, this was an option for people. It works a, a lot like um, Sling or, you know, we use YouTube TV. Yeah. It's basically the same thing. So one of the values of the uh, PlayStation View service was the fact that they had ties to NFL's Red Zone. Like, yeah. it was one of the easiest ways to get Red Zone without you wow. know signing up for all these other services. I didn't realize they had Red Zone. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, so this is actually a pretty big loss for people that use this as their television streaming service. Now they have to find another way to watch TV, and that kind of sucks. Yeah, that really sucks because the Red Zone is, I mean, it's a big deal. Like, yeah. I, I, <laughs> I was about to say something right, else. No, 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 is no, it, no. Is, was, there, is there World Series on still or what's going on? <laughs> yeah, no, it is. That wasn't what it was. I was about to say, look, there are other ways to get the Red Zone, but there are not. Never mind. I never okay. said that. You never um, said that. No. No. No, there aren't. You know, the other way is DirecTV. So subscribe to DirecTV today. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I that that does suck. But I don't know anyone who subscribed to that PlayStation or whatever. I know one person, and this is how I found out because she subscribes to PlayStation View. She's not a gamer, and she got a PlayStation Three specifically to get this service when PlayStation Three was, um, you know, still a thing. Um, that is. I, very odd but okay yeah like i mean you know she was a type of person that would like dip a toe in the gaming every now and then but she wasn't like a straight up gamer like yeah. no i'm playing games all the time blah 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 so sony lost a view in in 2015 um it had a uh a wave of other bundles um not even that old joining dish network's Sling, Hulu with live TV, Google's YouTube TV, and AT&T's formerly named Direct TV Now, now known as AT&T TV Now. What a mouthful. <laughs> so, yeah, there, there are many options out there. I don't think any of them have Viacom, though, because Viacom is stingy with their stuff. No, but, no. Viacom's going to be on this HBO Max, though. Oh, interesting. They are, because this is, I, I, yeah, I'm pretty sure this is all like Comcast. Or maybe okay. maybe Comcast is the NBC one, but yeah, Viacom should be on the HBO Max. Okay. So that's a big so, deal too. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, if uh, if you are using View, get ready to not do that because that's going away. Yeah, that sucks. <laughs> that really sucks. It really does. I I highly recommend YouTube TV. I've got no qualms with it. It's fun. Yeah. Um, something I did notice is those, and I feel like I, I might have mentioned this briefly on a previous episode, but some of the CW shows, um, mm-hmm. when I record them or add them to my library, as they call it on YouTube TV, yeah. uh, I don't have access to see it on a DVR, uh, sort of interface. I have yeah. to watch it with ads built in. Yeah. I don't know why they do that. I'm guessing it's a deal with the CW, the way that they run their stuff. Right. Right. And I'm thinking that might be like, Part of the uh, the overlap from the deal that they have with Netflix, why yeah. how they can get like the series like right away when the season wraps up, you know that sort of thing. Who knows? All I know, it's, it's got to be something annoying. like that. Yeah, it's super annoying. Uh, I don't know if any ad blockers work with YouTube TV because I don't watch it on my on my laptop, so I'll have to look into that. I doubt it. I'm sure they've yeah. found a way around that. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So there's a, there is a Superman show in development. There so that's is interesting. a legit Superman show. None of this, you know, oh, it's the young Superboy adventures or Supergirl. Watch or, your hey. mouth. Watch your mouth. <laughs> I, no disrespect to Supergirl. No disrespect to Smallville. But for the oddest reasons, I don't get it. When DC makes a TV show, they never just give you the guy, usually. Usually they never give you the guy. They yeah. just recently started giving you the guy. It's yeah. always, hey, this is a different spin on the guy. Here's the young guy. Yeah. Here, yeah. 
I don't I don't know why like I, I my only concern is why would they have a Superman show when they already have a Supergirl show? Well, I think they see value in that in, in Tyler Hoechlin. Hoechlin? Hoechlin. I think it's Hoechlin. Okay. Hoechlin. I think they see value Hoechlin. in him because every time he shows up on Supergirl, it's like an event, you know? Yeah, and I think that uh, I'm not saying I'm against it, uh, mm. and especially whatever happens in Crisis, that could be very interesting to see what they yeah. do with it. Yeah. Um, I I want don't get me wrong I want a Superman TV show I'm just yeah. curious to see okay how can you pull this off and clearly they they know they need to do something for you know this void that they're yes. gonna have with Arrow being gone well you know I think um also I think that it's time to to strike while the iron is hot because Krypton wrapped up oh, yeah. um you know Supergirl is established so it's not like they have to do anything special for her. In the Superman show. And I think, Supergirl, realistically, how much longer does that show have? I think the Flash true. probably outlives Supergirl. Yeah, yeah, just by... Um, right. Yeah. Like, right. The Flash yeah. is like their highest rated show. Yeah, and Supergirl is like, they're blowing through some some storylines. Like, they're yeah. moving fast. So, yeah. um, I think Superman could actually benefit from a time jump. Because I would love to see Lois and Clark married, raising... Their young son, John. Jonathan, I would love to yeah. see Jonathan Kent on TV as Superboy. That would be great. I would love that. We've never seen that in any right. movies or anything. Right. That would be perfect. And because they have Crisis coming up, they could find a way to do that. Yeah. I don't think they'll do that. But- no. <laughs> it would be fun, though. you know, And it would take some of the pressure off of, off of Tyler having to be like the main character all the time. Because, okay, honestly... Well, that, they those, should just adapt those new... Uh, that Superman Rebirth or whatever. Those those books that they've made in the past couple of years. Yeah, that's taking, exactly what I'm saying. Yes, that stuff yeah. is so good. It is. And they could, you know, with Crisis and everything, they could always do the storyline where they have to figure out, what do we do with two Supermen in the same universe, you know? Yeah. That would be pretty neat. I would love to see it. You yeah, love to see it. And they could bring Batman in, like in a couple of years. Yep. Because they've when got they... Batwoman, and they're going to end up <laughs> having Batman on that show. I mean, yeah. they just—they'll just have full Justice League. Like they're already pretty much Justice League adjacent. Like Guggenheim and, and Berlanti and, and the guys that are behind the CW stuff. Um, I think they did a lot of good in gaining the trust of Warner Brothers. Uh, as far as, you know, helping them believe that people can follow different chronologies and different yeah. timelines for these characters without getting confused. Because that was always the rationale. We don't want to have a Batgirl on TV because we're going to make a Batgirl movie. We don't want to have Harley in Arrow because we're making a Suicide Squad film. So, sorry, we know you just introduced Suicide Squad and teased Harley, but you can't use her. So that plot point will never pay off. Yeah, and now they're... I just and now the the movies are all yeah. over the place. Like, right. So, right. yeah, they can't really use that argument anymore. No, no, especially with Joker. It's like we have oh this Joker God. completely separate from Leto, and Leto. That, who that knows? teddy bear that I sent you earlier that was because yeah, I, I had an ad that showed up in my feed that was Build a Bear <laughs> Joker edition, and I'm like, are you kidding me right now? First of all, yeah. this movie's like rated R. Right? Like, it's rated R. It is. So, it is. So why 
Why are you crossing over with Build a Bear? And why are you having a psychopath as a bear? What I, uh, I because if you're dating a girl who's obsessed with Harley, you want to get her a Joker teddy bear. I I you am just, not and will not date a girl obsessed with Harley. I'm not judging anybody. I'm throwing that I'm out just, there. I'm just saying, if you're dating a girl and she's obsessed with Harley Quinn, there's no better present than a Build a Bear Joker. That is a particular type of person that yep. scares me. <laughs> I, you know what? I don't, I don't interact with juggalos. They're cool. Yeah, yeah. But you stay over there. I stay over here. That's what we do. You know. Oh, fuck I love you all, man. How do they work? <laughs> I love you all. We don't, we don't rotate in the same circles. But Mm-mm. hey, you do you, baby. You do you. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, that thing exists. You know. I got to tell you, Best Buy advertising, I get email from them all the time. Mm-hmm. They're getting kind of thirsty now. I don't they know are? what's going on. Yeah. Like yeah, some they're these... probably dying. Like, <laughs> that's why. <laughs> like some of these emails, it's like Best Buy will be like, that's right, another great email from Best Buy. I'm like, oh, okay. That's weird. Yeah. Um, the wait is over. Call of Duty, now available. <laughs> oh, I know you're very excited for that one. Oh, yeah. Here's, here's the one I was thinking of. OMG, it's an email from Best Buy. All right. That's like was... the the header or whatever for it. Yeah, yeah, that's it. But the worst, the worst is Wish dot com. I don't know how I got on their mailing list, but it goes straight to spam because it knows by now. But there was an email I got from Wish dot com. It's like nobody has to know. Oh my god. I'm like, oh, no, nope, not opening that. Goodbye, spam. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Goodbye. I'm done. That's a virus. Yeah, not opening. Sorry. Okay. So. <laughs> Speaking of spam, I should tell the Jenny B story. The Jenny B story. Okay, so Saturday. Yeah. I got the mail. Went inside. And it was a card. Uh, So basically, it was a it was like a Hallmark type card, right? And so envelope and. It had the the front of the envelope had my name and it was not Lex Lutz, by the way, like my it was my full name. It was Alexis. So huh. like it was. A, a, so realistically, it's close, certain close friends and family members, depending on when we met kind of thing uh, for friends. Call me Alexis. I go by both. It doesn't matter to me. Um, so so it had Alexis on there. And it had like a square at the top that was like torn off kind of thing. You know, those squares that have your return address. Yeah. Yeah. So it had that that was like seemingly torn off. So you don't suspiciously missing. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So I opened it and it's pink or whatever. And so I opened it and it was like avocado like i avocado believe you're having a baby or something it was like a terrible pun and and inside the card was quote unquote 250 dollars worth uh-huh. of gift cards and then it said congratulations on your baby or whatever jenny b was was signed and i was like and you don't know anybody named jenny b i don't know anyone uh, um outside of like jonesy who's named Jennifer even like Jen, I don't know any Jens. I don't know. So like, yeah. no, like, so yeah. even though it's a very common name, I actually don't know a lot of people with that name. So no family member. I mean, like, and, and, and 
second of all, I I ain't pregnant. Like, <laughs> like that's not happening. Oh no, man, you you be out there. You be- <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> a goddamn miracle is that? Um, <laughs> so so I'm like, what the fuck is this? And so I started freaking out because I was like, okay. Is this like a friend of a friend? Because I do have family members who are pregnant now. Sure. Like, yeah. So I'm like, okay, what if I got on someone's registry list or whatever? <laughs> and I, or no, 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 not registry list. Like an invite, you know? And like they sent yeah. it to the wrong. I, I started going through all of these things. And I, I so I made a post on Facebook. Of, I was like, does anyone know any reason why I would have this. Like, I haven't planned any baby showers or anything like that. Why would I have this? Right. And and then a bunch of people chimed in making jokes and whatever, which I always appreciate. Like, yeah. just spend the money or whatever. Like the, and the money, the gift cards were to, like, random baby stores. And, like, they were hand-clipped hand clipped coupons. Huh. Hand-clipped hand coupons. And the writing inside was, like, hand-done. So I decided, okay... I'm going to search Jenny B on Facebook and see okay. if I'm friends of friends with someone named Jenny B because like uh-huh. it's the wrong thing. So I search Jenny B on Facebook and then news articles pop up. Uh-huh. So women have been going on Twitter, Facebook, whatever, and been going, I got a weird thing in the mail and it's the exact same card the exact same handwriting, the missing part on the front, the clipped coupons, these gift cards, and basically it's a uh, a phishing scam. What where, a scam? Wow. Yeah, so it, if you go try to use these cards, like they'll get your information kind of deal, like they'll get your credit card information or something along those lines. Or that's, that's what it was saying, like it's some sort of scam. Yeah. And, what, a, what a shitty thing to do. Because, you know, on the off chance that one of these cards is mailed to someone who is pregnant. Yeah. yeah. Who does know someone named Jenny B. Oh, I was thinking, ready to give these cards to my cousin who's having a baby any day now. Like, yeah. I was like, okay, I can't, I can't use these for anything. If I can't return them to the sender, then I will give them to, like, someone who can use it and needs it and whatever. Because, like... Yeah. Diapers are expensive. All the stuff yeah. is expensive. And yeah, to know that that, I mean, thankful, thankfully, I looked it up and didn't trust it. Like, I, I, I just, it was, it was very, it creeped me out too. Because one, uh, one person suggested that maybe it was a fan playing a joke on me. Uh huh. But they don't have your home address. And, and I was like, if this is a fan that plays a joke on me with my home address, like, I'm really fucking pissed at you. Like, yeah. don't ever do anything like that. To me. Like, that is a huge invasion of privacy or whatever. That's that's fucking creepy. It is a little off. Yeah. Yeah. I shouldn't say don't do that to me because that means people are going to do it. But <laughs> <laughs> I uh, doubt it. <laughs> no, I know. You know, like, I mean, because the, the it, it thing was, is, so, we have... it was my full name, too. Yeah. Uh, you know, if it had been under, you know, Lex or and it had just been the card, I would have been like, this was a joke, like Matt's playing on me or something like that. I, someone's making a joke. And you know what? I wouldn't play that type and of joke. I, and on then anybody. I was like, he's so, because like someone was like, is this a reference to something on the podcast? And I'm like, sweet chili babies. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> what have you done? I didn't actually birth you. Do you guys not know that? 
<laughs> what is happening? What is, yeah, no, see, we were talking about a cult, and it finally happened in the weirdest fucking way. Yeah. No, I mean, it is so insensitive to me. That's, that's like a line I wouldn't cross, because there are many people who are trying to have a baby that unfortunately can't. Yeah. And there are people who, you know, it's wrong getting a pregnancy so scare. Yeah, like getting a pregnancy scare could ruin a relationship. Yeah. And that's just not something I want to be responsible for. Also, so. people struggle to feed and clothe and, you know, take care of their children every day financially. So right. to exploit them with, yeah. you know, I gave, I'm giving you free items or whatever for your children is horrible. Right. Just um, dangling that carrot like that. That's not it's cool. It's so gross. Like it's yeah. such a... It, it's it's creepy. It's gross. I was relieved when I saw that other people had had it, but you know, um, it, I'm sure if my legal name was Lex, I probably would have not gotten those because uh-huh. that's like kind of a gender neutral or man name uh, or traditionally male name. Although I am seeing more women go by Lex, um, or if I if if my legal name was Alex, you know, I probably would have gotten it. But my legal name is Alexis, yeah. which is a, you know, in our culture, a female name. So yep. I was, you know, they basically probably found some sort of list I'm on or whatever. Like, because, you know, whenever you apply for things, you, you end up getting your names on lists and they just, OK, female name. We're going to hit all of these. Super, super creepy. Very. And yeah. then, you know, so if for some reason you get this in the mail, just shred it. Like, right. shred all of it. You don't want anyone trying to use it or anything like that either. Because you don't want it linking back to you in any way. Yeah. I mean, this is this is a scam I'd never heard of before. Not, the, not with either. the baby, like, you know, certificates and stuff like that. So, um, real baby, too. It was horrifying. No. Yeah. So what, if, what if they, like, what if they gave me, like, baby doll parts now? Every week. Oh, no. Get, no. Oh, no. <laughs> It can get so much worse. See, now they actually listen to the podcast. They're going to just email, just like, shut the fuck up. Hey, don't you talk about me on your show? I got Why like 50 more people. Why is a plastic baby arm? <laughs> <laughs> just sending you the plastic baby one piece at a time. Yeah. Like it's some type of threat somehow. Like, don't you say anything else about me on your show. I'll show you. <laughs> oh, but it was, it was very funny and horrifying and awesome. Weird shit. So don't trust the Jenny B in apartment twenty three. Don't trust anything like that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Man. Okay. So last but not least, mm-hmm. talk about this uh, this campaign you're doing. Campaign with the uh, with the coffee snuggies. It's. It, I wouldn't say call it campaign. Um. So I talked about last week a project for my class where um, I'm going to be donating to charity for handmade items kind of thing because I knit and crochet and all that. If you follow me on Instagram, you know that. So uh, I made the post. Um, Some of them have been claimed already. Uh, But you are donating to the organization Rain, And all the details are on my uh, at the Lex Lutz. Um, All the details are on there. You can go check it out. Uh, But it's for a good cause. Um, It's basically a minimum $10 donation, and you get a handmade coffee cup sleeve. So, like, instead of getting the little cardboard one from Starbucks, you get a cute little handmade one made out of yarn. 
Yep. So. I felt so bad because, like, I called the same one that Gabby was looking at, and she wasn't going to say anything. She was being so polite about it. It's our mutual she friend. She messaged me before she saw that, though. Yours. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. I just saw her little emoji on there. I'm like, wait a minute. Did I already – did I tag the one you wanted? I'm sorry. You can go ahead. Because, okay. like, you know, I, I like a multitude of colors. I like orange, mm-hmm. purple, good stuff. I was shocked um, you could go for the orange. Was it? I thought you were going to go for the orange. Yeah, normally I would, but that teal, like, I liked it because it kind of matches the whole vibe of the Starbucks uh, mm-hmm. color, logo, yeah. and everything. So I was going to go with that. And, uh, yeah, our friend Gabby wanted that too. So I'm like, I will gladly go ahead yep. and do that one. Instead. Yep. But you're going to make them, you're going to make us both teal. And I'm very I'm happy. I'm not doing that. that for anyone else. I'm just. <laughs> Just saying that, like, I'm, I, I, no, I just don't have time. I, I, no, I, 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 I have time. You caught yeah. me on the right day. I managed to be able to do it. Like, um, you know, it just, it, it was, it was okay in that circumstance. But like, once they're gone, they're gone now. So I okay. have six color. Well, I have one reserved, and then the teal's gone. Uh, so, so I've got, yeah. you know, I've got like four colors up there that you can pick from. Of there's a, you know, a nice dark red. There's orange. That's pretty pretty cool uh another shade of blue and like a hunter green which is also a good like starbucks type cup yeah, color yeah and you know this is this is a great a great cause like you said rain anti-sexual assault um that's yeah. a it's a a group that i believe in and uh yeah i mean yeah and then there's the special a, bonus one which is if you're if you're crazy enough to donate over a hundred dollars i'll make you a hat Nice. So, if anyone's <laughs> if anyone's bold enough to do that, then I'll, then I'll make you a hat, color your choice. <laughs> and those hats are sturdy. I've I've still got my hat from yeah. the summer. So. Yeah, I was worried about it. It's a good hat, sturdy hat, Hold warm. <laughs> <laughs> that was the first one I made of that pattern, so I was like, oh boy, let's hey. see. <laughs> it works well, and I got a big head. Okay, I've destroyed some hats before. I know. So I, I, I kind of want to make hat. you one that's a little bit bigger in the future. But my, so. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. I get lots of compliments on it. People say it's like a Marvin Gaye sort of look. So yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. it's meant to be that way. Like if I made it bigger, it would just be a little bit bigger. Like it wouldn't be that much bigger. Right. Yeah. Right. So yep. So Love yeah, go to my Instagram for that. Um, at the Lex Lutes, if you're interested in those, um, yep. it's a good cause, and I will mail you a thing. And if you've already uh, paid for yours, by the way, the peoples that have uh, and have sent me the proof, they're in the mail. I mailed them yesterday. Yeah, yesterday. So there nice. are. <laughs> I am. We make we make good on our giveaways and 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 incentives. Yeah. That's what we do here. Yeah. So yeah, enjoy your things, everybody. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, the baseball. I, this is like, this is good baseball, my friend. Good good baseball. I'm gonna let you get to it then. We made it's it through three, the list. It's three to two right now. Holy uh, beans! Who's the, in the lead? The Nationals are in the lead. I love uh, the, Nationals. the National. There's two outs right now. There's a guy on first and second. It's top of the top of the seventh. I became a Nationals fan this week because, like you said, it is some good baseball, number one. Number two, they booed the fuck out of Trump. They did. um, You know, in their home stadium. And the only reason why I won't buy Nationals 
gear, like the hat, is because their their logo looks like the Walgreens logo. And it just kind of, I don't know, it doesn't do it for me. Yeah, yeah, I understand. I'm probably going to end up <laughs> taking the pastor's hat because he has a national hat that he bought, but he's such a, like, uh, wishy-washy bandwagoner that I'm probably going to end up getting his hat. So I don't even have to buy one. I just have to wait him out. Hey, he gave me, he gave me one wagon. of his old hats, and it's like a workout hat for me. So I'm like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Houston can suck it. Oh, shit. <laughs> All right. So, yep, I'm going to let you get back to that baseball. As Let's they say. do that baseball. <laughs> Shout out to Chance the Rapper. Yeah. All right, folks. Thank you for listening. Uh, we've been Lex and Matt. Shout out to Chance the Rapper. Shout out to Chicago teachers. Shout out to Chicago teachers. All y'all. I mean, it was a crappy day today, y'all. We're still out there, so yeah. you know, we we love, love you. We love what you're doing. To all of you, seriously. Yeah. Doing it for the kids. Doing yes. it for them, goddamn kids. Yep, yep. So follow us on all the instas, on all the twitters, on all the facebooks. Lex and Matt, okay. go to lexandmattpod.com for everything you possibly need. Support us on Patreon because we love you, um, and we appreciate what you do. Thank, thanks to everybody that supports us on Patreon. You guys. Yes. You keep us going. Thank you so much for that. It means and so much. Thank you. It does. It really does. It may seem insignificant to chip in a buck or two, but you know. Also, it, it, I see all of your like we see all of your shares on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook and everything. It all yeah. means the world to us. So thank absolutely. you. Absolutely, absolutely. We got the best people in our corner. You know, it's it's almost like yeah, you don't want to call them fans because they're friends. They're adventurers. They are adventurers. They're so. in this adventure with us. Yeah. <laughs> so thank you all for doing that whether you're listening on iphone samsung or a brick that somehow catches us and this is all going on in your head thank you for listening i'm all uh, sitting on a zune <laughs> i'm matt peters i'm lex lutz be yes, excellent sir. to each other hey <laughs> <laughs>